7 o'clock on a Saturday night, which means, as usual, it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue here, the other guy on the other podcast. And the indicator is here on the control panel that says Diana has joined us from Eldosta. I have indeed. Um, I'm really sorry that... Y- that the game didn't go on just a couple minutes longer because F- the fireworks were amazing. <laughs> oh, I think Valdosta Army State game. won. No, yeah. Valdosta State won. It was. It's a big deal to vis- Division Two people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait a second. Hang on a second. The, the, I'll. Uh... The, the only score he'd seen so far was Army Navy. Okay, hang uh, on a yes. second here. Don't uh, tell me. I'd... Navy about 17. that till later. Well, de- Navy seventeen, Army thirteen. Oh. Okay, so so yes, uh, yes, that's it. Yes, and Navy one. And Rod will yes, be happy. Well, they usually <laughs> do. Dosta, they usually do. Thirty four, and who did y'all play? Uh, Houston Mining College. Houston. Okay. Okay, uh, hang on a second. I Stacey, have got to... I, you, I keep telling you, to, to, you need to disable auto. Uh, okay, just hang on a second. Uh, play yes. on that thing. Um, <laughs> anyways, I am sorry about that. That was uh, not okay. supposed to happen. Let me mute mm-hmm. my computer so it doesn't happen again. Let's get to. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so, so Valdosta won. Mm hmm. Yes, and, and yes, they tonight did. Tonight at 8 o'clock, they award the Heisman Trophy, which will go to Bryce Young at nice. the University of Alabama. You think, huh? I, I, yeah, that's what the Vegas odds makers say. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he really... Uh, <laughs> well, he know, had a reasonable season. Well, you know, I, I, going into this, you know, I had no belief that Alabama could beat Georgia and they just completely destroyed them. And Bryce Young, definitely only, although only a sophomore, uh, definitely looked like a Heisman Trophy. Well, the winner. other thing is, is they essentially Georgia had a pseudo home field advantage. I mean, they're playing oh, Atlanta. Yeah, it was. I I I, I had just uh, was stunned by that. And 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 last Sunday, uh, to continue our football conversation. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Sunday. It was Monday night. My Patriots uh, <laughs> defeated uh, the Buffalo Bills, and uh, it was 14 to 10. Jack Kent was unavailable for comment. Mm. Yes. Anyways, but the, it was they played it in like 40 mile an hour winds, and uh, <laughs> uh, 
the Patriots, New England, only, only threw the ball three times, which is the uh, it. I think it ties a record for the fewest passes uh, in a game since the uh, AFL NFL merger. So, so it's been over fifty years since anyone, uh, you know, did that. So it's it's mm-hmm. just. You know, it was incredible. It was an incredible game to watch uh, if you like running the ball. And I, it was more running the ball than I could even stand myself. And I'm, as I, as I wrote on my blog, I'm the kind of person who yells, run the damn ball at the TV whenever they start <laughs> passing too much. And, but uh, this was more running the ball than than even I could tolerate. It was it was it was annoying. It was what it was. Yeah, well, you know, you can have too much of that, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. can have too much what, of that. Well, thing. actually, what really uh, becomes boring is running the ball basketball game. But we'll good morning get into that. That I mean, anytime you have a basketball game and the scores are below fifty, it's yeah, not exciting enough for me. Meanwhile, oh, uh, back in. Um, uh, in uh, Diana's part of the universe, just mm-hmm. I think just over the county line, there's this place called Florida. Uh, uh-huh. Actually, it's really odd. Lowndes, no matter how hard you try, well, Lowndes does not actually abut Florida. Okay. Brooks yeah. County, there's like a sliver of Brooks County between us and Florida. <laughs> yeah, and that's weird because because if you're going south on I-75, Valdosta mm-hmm. is the kind of you know the last place you go before mm-hmm. you yeah 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 anyway yeah, but yeah, yeah uh, any- Florida is a Florida um, the northern part the part that abut uh, northeastern part that abuts uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. is um, in many ways indistinguishable from Georgia, except for having slightly worse roads. <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> basically, the, uh, the last time I looked, Valdosta was in the uh, considered to be in the Tallahassee media market. Yes, we are. And speaking of Tallahassee, there's this guy named Ron DeSantis. I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had a post on my bro- blog early in the week. Is this why... Democrats hate Ron DeSantis, and it was one reason. It was spur. It was spurred by uh, the Babylon Bee uh, having a story headline: Bob Dole switches to the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. which you know was their way of uh, doing his obituary. Which is really kind of funny because there was a letter that he wrote uh, that was read later in the week, well after a he had died and b this had run in uh, the mm-hmm. Bee where uh, he uh, wondered uh, whether heaven would be like Kansas and if he would still be able to vote in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So we're pretty sure that the day you're issued your death certificate, you're going to start voting Democrat, huh? Well, that's, that was, that was the, uh, the, the, the gist of my post Uh because we have a running gag family, you know, that, uh, most of Connie's relatives live in the Chicago vicinity, uh, although none of them actually live in the city anymore. Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are, are in Cook County. Uh, and her mother was the precinct captain of the only mar- uh, majority Republican precinct in <laughs> Cook County when back in the uh, 60s. So we have a joke, uh, you know, that uh, her father never voted 
for a Democrat uh, until he dies. Yes, so, <laughs> but you know, but if Florida's declining COVID death rate is depriving Democrats of all these new voters, no wonder. The Democrats hate Governor DeSantis. <laughs> oh, right, Ooh, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, as long as they're alive, they can't be switched. So, yeah. Well, or, or quite so easily. Anyway, uh, but you had a post moving to the uh, left coast, and we're going Ooh. to do a whole long thing here on Californication. Uh, yes, yes. And yes. you had a thing about witchcraft in the schools. Hex letters. What? well it's california <laughs> you you recently left there so in the name of social justice california students are now studying witchcraft spencer lundquist uh lindquist of the federalist explores the equity resource page for campbell union high school district <laughs> in san jose so this is this is your neck of the woods, uh, it, Diana. Where, yes. Now C Campbell is its own city. Um, it is completely surrounded by San Jose, but it is its own city. Yep. Hmm. Sounds like something's rubbing your mic. By the way. Yeah. Oh crap! Yeah. Sorry. One section. <laughs> I'm sorry, titled... my cat. Oh, okay. One section titled nice "Hex" tells the reader, "Quote." Hexing people is an important way to get out anger and frustration, end quote. It becomes increasingly deranged, suggesting that those who say, quote, all lives matter or commit microaggression should be targeted. <laughs> Write your own hex poem, cursing that person, it instructs. When asked her thoughts on the document that instructed K-12 students to use witchcraft on political opponents, Branham High School teacher Meredith Allen told the Federalist she hasn't read the documents her district <laughs> recommends, so she can't comment, but that she is generally opposed to the all lives matter message, and I what? Uh, finished that with a line uh, from um, Blazing Saddles. Now go do <sighs> that voodoo that you do so well. Well, actually, that's a yeah. quote from a song. I, is it? What? Yes. What is the song? Uh, I have forgotten. But yeah, it's, but it, anyways, it's, but yeah. Hadley Lamar quotes it in the in the uh, movie, which is where I know it from. Yeah. So, but. Uh, <laughs> well, there's also, and I, I, I sometimes wonder if uh, the, the, there's a, a exchange of puns in uh, a one of those uh, uh, romantic comedies with, I think, with uh, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant uh, that mm. the song is probably spun out of. But yeah, it's 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 just. Um, well, I mean, there are people who could take the point of view that that's state sponsorship of a particular religion. You could, yeah. but in any case, it's stupid and irrational, and it and uh, encouraging, it's and it's not a way to uh, teach people to uh, express frustration or anger. It's a way to teach them to focus malice on others. That is about as bad as it gets. It certainly I doesn't am just disgusted. 
It it certainly doesn't uh, teach people how to uh, negotiate interpersonal relationships. Well, in and, you know, the thing is, is that you would think, and, and really, you know, you would think that uh, our schools, when I was in school at any rate, we were about trying to learn to restrain our emotions and to... Mm -hmm. uh, and and you know and to uh, avoid any sort of thing, but this this idea that people who say all lives matter, right, as a response mm -hmm. to Black Lives Matter, of course, uh, deserve to be hexed, and <laughs> uh, you know it's uh, you know hexing, but but the idea that um, disagreement, uh, you know, over a controversial you know, issue a controversial movement that disagreement uh, uh, should have that kind of reaction. Whatever happened to... Uh, well, but, but the other thing is, you know, there is such a thing as a blessing and there is such a thing as a curse. And there are some mm -hmm. people that maybe you don't want to bless, but do you really want to curse them? Yeah. Not well, really. That really kind of... Yeah, by the time you get to that point... Um, you really better have a you better have a really really good reason. I, I'm sorry, this is just not the way that we should be teaching kids to behave. It's it's irrational. It's dangerous. It's it's teaching them to hold malice, and and in a, and bleh. well, yeah. yeah on, on the other hand, it it fits into a particular kind of worldview that you yeah. see the the sort of. Uh, the, the the sort of political leadership you have in most uh, uh, places in California it would fit into. Around. But speaking of uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> places around the country, not necessarily in California, what do the following dozen cities have in common? Albuquerque, Austin, Texas, Baton Rouge, Columbus, Ohio, India, no place, Louisville. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, Portland, Oregon, uh, Rochester, New York, uh, St. Paul, Toledo, Ohio, and Tucson. What what do those uh, cities have in common? <laughs> they have Democrat mayors. <laughs> well, yeah, but the th what came up first earlier in the week is they they all before the end of this year have now set uh, records uh, for murder in those cities. God. And but, you're actually, it's not true. They don't all have Democrats for mayors. Oh, yeah. Paul, one has a Democratic no. socialist or uh, No, a Democratic, de Democrat farm labor uh, in uh, uh, Minnesota. They don't call themselves Democrats in Minnesota. They're called Democrat farm labor. So, uh -huh, yeah. Sure. So, well, but, um, I mean, well, but I mean, I mean, of course, you know, um, Hubert Humphrey and Walter Mondale were members of that party. And Could not be reached <laughs> for comment. Uh, by well, the way, though, uh, I, I'm, I will hear and, and read you that uh, black on black crime is a dangerous myth. Oh, God. Not okay. this crap this is, again. This is what from are you smoking? Teen Vogue. I thought those Nothing. were Marlboros. This is from, yeah, this is from Teen Vogue. Uh, oh. This is. Black Lives Matter is an affirmation in a world that has made it abundantly clear that to many, black lives don't matter. The movement represents a generation of black people who are taking the metaphoric baton from ancestors who were enslaved, tortured, and killed 
for merely existing in the bodies in which they were born. The Mapping What? Police Violence Project has found that black people are currently more than three times as likely as white people to be killed by law enforcement. I have never no, heard anything with more lies per cubic centimeter in my life. Uh, um, but, a a speech by was, Joe Biden. Uh, this was Teen Vogue no, th in it's more, July. It's more expensive. But go ahead. <laughs> Teen Vogue, huh? Yeah, Teen Vogue in July 2020, they said that some have tried to discredit the movement simultaneously placing blame on black victims with a phrase that has been used by white supremacists for years, black on black crime. Well, actually... This is not white supremacy to point out that the that what is going on is that the much higher rates of violent crime in the mm -hmm. black community means that uh, the merely by living in the black community, okay, you attract more attention from law enforcement and therefore, Okay, this is what accounts for the higher rates of fatalities, you know, in police shootings or, uh, you know, other deaths in custody, as we might call them, uh. we're referring to that, that it has to do with, you know, the, the cops go where the crime is. Okay, yeah. and and I'm sorry, there are no drive by shootings in rural Appalachia. Go ahead. Well, no, um, unless well, you're watching uh, Justified, but yeah. <laughs> but, well, or there's the uh, joke we have in Carroll County, what goes clop, 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 bang, clop, 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 clop. And the answer An is Amish, Amish drive-by. Drive <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, 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 this, um, but this idea that certain phrases, this goes back to this hex thing, right? The mm -hmm. idea that certain phrases are inherently uh, expressions of hate, merely, you know, an Well, I hate you generally would work on that one. Very well. But this, you know, it's this phrase. He's about to. Excuse me. He's going to go kill a dog. I'm sorry. That's what you get for having your earphone uh, cable where they, they can get to it. <laughs> uh, don't remind me. I have this constant battle. Of, you know I have two cats. Yes. Um, one cat is uh, the original peaceable uh, kitty. She climbs mm -hmm. into my lap and she just purrs quietly and stays there. The other is all over the place and the boom mic is just his idea of too much fun. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if you hear purring or you yes. hear suddenly sounds that sound like something's rubbing on it, <laughs> uh, it's usually him. <laughs> yeah. But it used to be. It yeah. used to be, and, and, and John, you're old enough to remember this, right? Yeah. Is that uh, once upon a time, and, you know, uh, that the, the attitude toward the black community by law enforcement community, uh, you know, was uh, what you might call benign neglect, okay? <laughs> In other words, that the cops weren't going to expend a lot of effort uh, 
you know, uh, dealing with domestic violence or, or other cases in the black community. It was just this idea that, well, what are you going to do anyway? You know, well, and so where you are, but yes. Uh, and it is only, you know, really uh, since the 1960s that the, the attempt to, you know, to have one system of law applied mm-hmm. to everyone. Well, if you have different patterns of behavior, hello, okay, different patterns of behavior result in different patterns of interaction with law enforcement, and it's not racist, you know, to explain this. It's like it's like it, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, some of the things that are going on. For instance, look at the death of George Floyd. What had happened is that he had taken fentanyl and mm-hmm. was attempting to, um, uh, well, he had attempted to pass counterfeit currency at a, at a store. Uh, have you ever had dealt in fentanyl or uh, counterfeit currency? No, I don't think oh, you no. have. <laughs> right. Okay. So... That's why the cops don't have their knees on your neck. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. Well, yeah. Look. But I'm ranting now. You're you're ranting. But (laughs) the problem is, is that if you don't enforce the law, people tend to think that they can uh, break it without consequence. Correct. Uh, And that's of spilling and so the lack of enforcement of the law is causing an explosion of misbehavior and some <sighs> people are beginning to notice that perhaps their world view needs to be recalibrated yes uh, we can hope <laughs> yes well there was a wonderful thing uh, I'll, I'll give you a statistic um uh, during the previous four years, uh, the Sh- L.A. Sheriff's Department granted fewer than 200 carry permits. Mm-hmm. This year, they've had 8,000 applications and granted over 2,000. <laughs> That's too few grants, but okay. Well, um, sorry. But the, the, uh, sorry, co- I'm in Georgia. They're the, coming the from, only thing it's, they it's say in Georgia is don't make this regret today. it. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is that the reason there've been four th- that so ma- so many approved is mm-hmm. a lot of them are coming in from Bel Air and Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, yeah. People are uh, people are suddenly no longer anti-gun. <sighs> They're waking up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a post. Uh, it's right now, currently at the top of my blog, called "Waking Up for Woke from Wokeness." Uh, One of the wonderful things about the Biden presidency is that when things go wrong, Democrats can no longer blame Trump and a whole lot of stuff is going wrong now. Really? What? (laughs) We're at the stage of events famously referenced by H.L. Mencken, democracy is the theory that the common people know what they want and deserve to get it good and hard. Well, they're getting it good and hard uh, in Oakland, California. Oh, yeah. 
Or in Mencken's former stomping ground of Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you wouldn't want to go to Baltimore if you could avoid it. But anyways, but in Oakland, California, self-scribed progressive documentary filmmaker Leighton Woodhouse describes the disastrous impact of defund the police in the Bay Area where crime has gotten completely out of control. And I'm quoting now Leighton Woodhouse. Boy, that's an mm -hmm. aristocratic sounding name, isn't it? Well, anyways, mm -hmm. but uh, quote, shoplifters casually walk into Walgreens stores in San Francisco filling garbage bags full of merchandise. They've mm -hmm. spat on, bitten, assaulted, and thrown bottles of urine at employees. The flash mob style smash and grab robberies that originated here in places like Union Square in San Francisco and the shopping plaza in affluent Walnut Creek have now spread across the country. Asian seniors are brazenly assaulted in the street one octogenarian was body slammed to death. This week, an Afghan refugee, a father of three who had worked as a translator for the U.S. Army, was shot dead near a playground in San Francisco's Portrero Hill neighborhood. And now, freeway shootings are a thing. A few weeks ago, at nine in the morning, a 29-year-old mom on her way from Oakland to San Francisco for a job interview with her fi fiancé and two kids was randomly shot and killed in her SUV at the Bay Bridge toll plaza. I mean, you know, when I lived in California over 30 years ago, there was somebody uh, uh, shooting at uh people in Southern California on the freeways. And the joke was he'd be arrested for the, 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 uh, garden state free. I mean, the freeway, uh, is, is, uh, is, is, is California highway 22. He would be charged mm -hmm. with using a 45 and a 22 zone, but you know, yeah. it's not a joke anymore out there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's mayhem and, and, uh, it, it, things are bad, but, uh, mm -hmm. he goes home to, uh, Woodhouse, uh, Leighton Woodhouse. And this was, uh, posted over by the way at Barry Weiss's, uh, sub stack, but, uh, he goes home to cite data that will sound familiar to anyone who has read Heather McDonald's The War on Cops, a book I highly recommend and have been recommending mm -hmm. it for years. Uh, the yeah. War on Cops by Heather McDonald. Uh, but the point is, is that he is a progressive with a mm -hmm. deep sense of commitment to left-wing cause so that admitting the truth about the destructive impact of progressive policies is quite painful to him. And so, and meanwhile, he's retweeting things. And I went and saw his Twitter timeline because that's how I am. As soon as I, I read mm -hmm. something by somebody, I want to know, okay, who is this person? So I go over his mm -hmm. Twitter timeline and he's, he's, he's pushing back against uh, this COVID-19 panic porn thing and, the, and what, <laughs> what they're doing to kids in schools, you know, forcing them to wear masks and they have forcing to them to eat outside in cold, mm -hmm. rainy weather. <laughs> yeah. Sit yeah. That's in Oregon, the... but yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's in New York, York city, city as well. Yeah. 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 Jill.
Filipovic. If you if you know who Jill Filipovic is, she's about the most uh, uh, man hating, uh, crazy <laughs> feminist you could ever imagine. I mean, she's almost as bad as Amanda Marcotte is how bad she is. Uh, and, and I've known her for, she's one of these people that, that, uh, you know, thinks that all men are rapists or whatever, you know, but anyway, oh, uh, but, uh, she's got kids, uh, in, in school and, uh, and she is, uh, really, um, uh, pushing back against this uh, regime uh, in the schools, and so 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 people are getting fed up. Even people who would, you would normally think of as being supportive of this is that this, you know, on the one hand, complete lack indifference to violent crime. Okay, you know, just let the turn the criminals loose. You know, it, it's interesting though that there was there was a thing this afternoon uh, at Instapunt uh, about a story where someone in Oakland uh, oh. uh, is looking uh, for uh, a, a daycare opportunity for, for their uh, kids. It's the same guy. Uh, the the, the, uh, they, the they had they were sharing a nanny with someone, and because of vi- street violence, the nanny is and, and her husband are moving. Yes, yeah, that's this guy. Yeah. This is, it, it, I, I just took the later paragraphs yeah. of the but same I mean, story. You know, but I mean, so it's, you know, it's like, hello. Yeah, yeah, so it, yeah. it's starting to affect people. Well, yeah, they're finally noticing that the people who work for them and work around them, uh, who are their minions, are the ones suffering from this idiocy. Yeah, and well, therefore, th- aren't there anymore. Well, it's one thing when the minions have to wear masks, but when their kids <laughs> have to wear masks. Oh well, yes, I suddenly, know. Only the servants should have to wear masks. You know, so there Low, it is. I, it makes me so mad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, I, I am. Uh, uh, people, uh, some former progressives, or, or at least disillusioned <laughs> progressives, are are now uh, calling themselves. Um, uh, politically homeless uh, simply because the the you know the left has just lost their freaking minds over in so many ways. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Look, there is a lot of uh, a wishing making it uh, so, or that a lot of people who are on the left are the kind of person who has an idea and then doesn't think it through. And therefore assumes that the idea is a good idea. And the first thing, well, yeah, right. I mean, well those people generally don't survive well in careers like engineering because <laughs> bridges fall down or people get electrocuted or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, well, and one of the things you have to do in terms of critical thinking is the first step is assume that your idea is wrong. Correct. And then um, you do also, everything you can to tear the idea down. This is the scientific method. So you, mm-hmm. you assume your idea is wrong, you do everything you can to tear it down, and then after it survives at least some of that, you can begin to have a little bit of confidence in it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I but, always go back to uh, to uh, Heinlein's uh, where uh, the point about where the desired impossible meets the disastrous possible. And California is finding out about that. And yeah. any place with this defund the police movement is really finding out about it. Well, or just let's just, 
You know, people used to joke about a legislature declaring pi to be three exactly. (laughs) That ain't the way the real world works. So now Joe Biden has issued an executive order this week. Uh, It's called Executive Order on Catalyzing Clean Energy Industries and Jobs Through Federal Sustainability, and it requires government agencies to do some things that are really quite difficult and probably impossible. And let me give you an example here. This is a direct quote. Through a coordinated whole-of-government approach, the federal government should use its scale and procurement power to achieve and then item two, uh, 100% zero emission vehicle acquisitions by 2035, including 100% zero emission light duty vehicle acquisitions by 2027. Notice that's after he's out of office. But, mm-hmm. uh, but the other thing, my, my first res- re- reaction in reading that paragraph was, really? I wonder how you build a zero emission replacement for an M1 Abrams tank. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, and <laughs> where are you going to get where are you going to get the electricity? Where are you going to get power all these? Yes. Things? Where are you going Where are you going to get the gunpowder? Yes. I you you know, it it, it goes uh, the thing that goes boom on the front, the real loud thing. Yeah. <laughs> use it is not carbon neutral. <laughs> no, not, no, it is not. Well, well, and, and when they find out it's uh, firing uh, a round made out of depleted uranium. Depleted but, uranium, yep. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but so, oh, but it turns out I wasn't the only person to notice that possibility. If you go down uh, to Section 602, Exemption Authority, um, mm-hmm. the head of an agency may exempt from the provisions of this order any vehicle, vessel, aircraft, or non-road equipment that is used in combat support, combat service support, military tactical or, or relief operations, or training for such operations, or space flight vehicles, including associated ground support equipment. Well, that means at least they can still use RP-1 kerosene in the rockets. But mm-hmm. th- what it means is basically when something like Air Force One or the Beast, which is the presidential limousine, has to actually work, they can use something that will actually work. Um, it, you know, it, there's the order also requires moving to carbon free or carbon neutral buildings and electric How? power gener- and, and, and electric power generation. Uh, that doesn't, it, 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 while it mentions nuclear power in passing, it really is pushing, uh, solar and wind, uh, which just aren't, you know, then they're not reliable and solar's particularly unreliable at night. But, <laughs> but even if the power grid could be restructured around those sources, most non-electric light sources aren't carbon free. They're carbon emitters, which, you know, brings you to the que- the question, what did the socialists use? Uh, uh, before candles. candles and the answer is electricity. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. you know, it's like, is it 2025 yet? Uh-huh. No, sadly. I'll tell you what it is. It's a little bit past the bottom of the hour, which means oh. it's time for us to discuss the yellow button. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the portion of the program uh, for shameless capitalism, where I tell you that if you will visit my blog, theothermccain.com, near the top of the center column, you will notice the yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can um, contribute dollars uh, or other currencies uh, to support the uh, blog and also to support the podcast and but mainly to keep my wife happy because keeping <laughs> my wife happy is always job one and getting paid for for doing this stuff uh, certainly it helps, goes it, yeah. it helps to keep her happy so, well, so yes. meanwhile over at my good friend. Uh, John Hogue's site, hogwash.com. If you look over in the sidebar, there's a, a tip jar icon. Click on that. Be taken away to my PayPal account where you can support the blog. Or you can uh, click uh, further down to, on that link to the Hogwash store. And it's a great place for shopping uh, for your stocking stuffers. Uh, get all sorts of nifty, th keen things branded in ways related to Hogwash. Or you can do your Christmas shopping that you still haven't got done yet uh, <laughs> using the Amazon link. You'll find it there in my sidebar. There's also Amazon links at uh, the other McCain. We both participate in the Amazon affiliate program, which means we get a little cut of the action if you use those links. And it's a good thing that Amazon does to help support bloggers on the Internet. Regardless of how you choose to support us, though, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Ah, yes, please. Now, please. if you do go over to the other McCain uh, and you scroll around a bit, there's a story mm -hmm. there that is really, I put it under the, the category of media malpractice. And Stacy asks the actually about to become important question, who does Kyle Rittenhouse sue first? Yes, as you know, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was uh, tried and acquitted on homicide charges in Kenosha, yeah. Wisconsin, after he shot three rioters who had attacked him. And so mm -hmm. the self-defense uh, uh, exemption uh, made those ju shootings justifiable. So he was acquitted. However... Uh, in reacting to the verdict, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, you may remember, and we'll discuss who Isn't Colin, he a failed football player? Yes, right. Okay, Colin that's, that's Kaepernick it. tweeted, We just witnessed a system built on white supremacy validate the terroristic acts of a white supremacist. This only further validates the need to abolish our current system White supremacy cannot be reformed, end quote. Okay, and I said, I said. He's going to be happy for the presumptive innocence. Yeah, and I said, how much money does the failed ex-quarterback have? Kyle Rittenhouse lawyers should first, A, research Kaepernick's net worth, <laughs> then B, sue him for that amount, and C, <laughs> take all his money. Because people are going to have to be schooled about libel, and it seems appropriate 
that Colin Kaepernick should be front of the class. Now, I think that we should point out to any listeners who aren't aware of our backgrounds that we have both been sued for defamation and we have both won. In your case, twice. In my case, eight times. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, yeah, we, uh, this goes back to the uh, infamous Kimberlin saga. Uh, well, which, yeah, you missed out, you missed out on the Bill Smallfeld funds. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. weren't missing a thing, Stacy. By the Just way, trust me. On that's this. true. You've been sued for defamation too by Bill, weren't I you? I have, and it was dismissed with prejudice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but I have to explain, and, and people don't understand this: is that is that they get used to hearing people just sling accusations mm -hmm. around. Okay. You can't do that. Well, you, you can. They shouldn't do that. Well, it's one thing when you're talking about public figures like Donald Trump or, or some celebrity or something like that. Uh, in politics, especially the Sullivan precedent. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you have to be able to show uh, what's called actual, actual malice. malice where you know you're telling a lie. Right, right. And so that has to do with a public figure. Okay. Well, by the way, the law in Maryland is we're all treated as if we were public figures. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's that's the reason uh, why it was so difficult for, for to even come after us in the first place, but mm -hmm. but, but but not it was every too state easy. <laughs> not, so. that way, yeah, it was too easy even with that level of protection. But the point mm -hmm. is, is that uh, you. It's one. There's a people. Most people have done enough things wrong that you don't have to lie about them. Right. And, and so and so so this business of of calling Kyle Rittenhouse, who was acquitted at trial and there is exactly zero evidence of him being associated with white supremacy. But yep. to be calling him a white supremacist and a terrorist. OK, uh, well, you know, at, at some point. Uh, you know, we are going to have to start holding people accountable. Yeah, either that or, you know, people are going to have to start using uh, basically the equivalent of uh, an insanity of defense. Uh, or it actually it's the mirror image of uh, the, the, the idea of some people you can't defame. How do you would you defame Adolf Hitler? Well, you can't defame a dead person, but if Hitler were alive or if Stalin were alive, how would you defame them? The neither, I mean, their reputations are so bad that mm -hmm. you, and well, there are some people who are noted for being such uh, lousy liars that you can't sue them for defamation. By the way, uh, because they don't have a reputation for truth. Yeah, there's a right. There, there's a certain. Uh, there's a certain uh, lady on uh, MSNBC who has used that defense. Oh yes, <laughs> that you're talking about Rachel Maddow. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would any? Basically, her defense was, well, "Why would anybody believe what I said?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who who sued her? I'm trying to remember. I've forgotten. Uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, but in the case uh, you may remember. Uh, uh, the case of Nicholas Sandman, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. the Covington uh, Catholic school 
student who uh, was uh, falsely accused of, of, of bad behavior, and and he was falsely accused of basically standing of smirking, and which yeah. drove me crazy. Anyway, well, but only, he ended not up. Not only that, winning. he was actually being—he was the one actually being harassed. Yep. Uh, at at uh, a pro-life rally. He ended yep. up uh, winning settlements from the Washington Post and CNN, mm -hmm. and and so so you know that shows that it's possible, um, you know, to do this because and, and by the way, uh, a part of the reason why uh, CNN and the Washington Post were so eager to settle that because that would have been uh, tried in the Northern District uh, or Western District, which is it, of Kentucky, okay? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. In other words, that uh, when a, a um, you know, you don't get to, uh, CNN doesn't get to try the case in New York or uh, the Washington Post doesn't get to try it in D.C. You have to go out and, and you're going to have a jury of Kentuckians. And that's why, uh, that's why, um, Oh, who was the wrestler that sued Gawker into uh, uh, bankruptcy? Hulk Hogan. Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yeah, yeah. They they got a jury of Floridians uh, <laughs> to, to hear this case, and 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 they hate the media. I mean, I mean the hatred of the media. You know, in I've, this forgo I've forgotten is who the plaintiff is, but there's a case going forward against uh, Facebook, and Facebook is saying, uh, basically the person is claiming he was defamed by the Facebook fact-checkers, uh, mm. and, and Facebook is saying, well, our, our fact-checks aren't fact-checks, they're expressions of uh, constitutionally protected opinion. Uh, uh, if you're calling uh, them fact-checks, then um, can you be sued for fraud? Well, you well no misrepresentation. If it, no, if no, if you're no, if you're expressing a constitutionally protected opinion, uh, that's not what you're calling. Wait a minute. That, that, wait a minute. No, that, no, if you if if you're expressing constitutionally protected opinions, uh, uh, that's editorialization, and that uh, undercuts your Section two thirty uh, status. Right, mm. right, right. Well, I, I I certainly hope they lose. <laughs> yeah, because this. Uh, <laughs> You know this "quote unquote" fact check bullshit. Uh, oh yes, is is, is just about uh, you know it's about silencing dissent. I mean, yes, I mean, you is. know, and, and we are living in a quasi-totalitarian condition. Well, yes, we yes. are. I, I mean, say, how I many times say, have you landed in Facebook jail? I mean, right. yeah, uh, Twitter gulag. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I have, uh, well, I would I would actually say it's more neo feudal, uh, but anyway, uh, occasionally though the the courts are actually standing up for the rule of law. Um, mm -hmm. This week, um, in spite of the, uh, the fact uh, that uh, you know we all, all sorts of things are are, are happening, uh, mm -hmm. the the courts are actually enjoining stuff to keep them from happening. A federal judge issued a preliminary injunction placing the Biden's administration's mandate for federal contractors uh, being vaccinated on hold. And the injunction applies to throughout the country. There had been a case where the states of Kentucky, Tennessee, and Ohio were suing in district court in Kentucky that the judge had enjoined uh, the uh, uh, 
the mandate against federal contractors in those three states. But uh, another judge, I believe in Georgia, uh, basically said, accordingly, the court orders that the defendants are enjoined during dependency of this action or until further order of this court from enforcing the vaccine mandates for federal contractors and subcontractors on all covered contracts in any state or territory of the United States of America. So, oh. uh, really, you know, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen on that, because <laughs> really the, the the judges are starting to say, hold it, wait a second. You know, we're, we're, we get to dis- decide what is constitutional and what ain't, and we're, and we're stepping up to it. Which brings us to the case of um, uh, Whole Women's Health versus Texas. <laughs> and Friday, uh, there was a, uh, there were actually two, well, there was a decision in, in that case at the Supreme Court and a decision in the related case that the United States versus Texas. And basically uh, what happened was uh, certiorari had been originally granted in, in the U.S. v. Texas case. And uh, th- that takes four justices and the rest of the court said, no, we're not doing it. So that <laughs> that case got sent back, which was a real bench slap to uh, uh, Biden and to Merrick Garden, Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one, the bench slap of the day, though, was in the other case, the woman, uh, uh, women's uh, health case. Whole women's health. Whole women's health. And it, I, I titled the, my post, That's Going to Leave a Mark. Because bench slaps are fairly rare in the Supreme Court, and it's almost unheard of for it to be directed at a fellow justice. But Gorsuch wrote, uh, what I'm about to read in a plurality opinion that is signed on with to uh, with Kavanaugh and Barrett, and for this part of it, uh, Thomas. While there should be enough to resolve the petitioner's appeal, a detour is required before we close. Justice Sotomayor charges this court with quote sh- uh, shrinking from the task of defending the supremacy of the federal constitution over state law. That rhetoric bears no relation to reality. <laughs> um, it, it, it says, and, and, and this is so weird. Uh, by well, the way, I'm, hear, I'm, but I'm did researching you hear? this. I, I'm researching this. And, and mm-hmm. um, well, uh, Sotomayor. Um, Sotomayor. Her, yes. Uh, Sotomayor's. Uh, Mayor. Dis- Mayor. Excuse me. Um, she's a um, wise latinx uh, yeah oh my god but but she's uh but she's talking about um this that the court effectively invites other states to refine um the texas is it a texas case Yeah. yeah uh model for nullifying federal rights, nullifying federal rights, which federal right? Okay. Because I've read the constitution, which federal right uh, was, was being nullified by Texas? Well, nothing in the constitution as justice Thomas pointed out in the, uh, in the Dobbs case, yeah. uh, case, the Mississippi case, 
uh, and basically he was saying, can you show me in the Constitution what we're talking about? And no one could do that for him. Uh, but of that not. was that was the uh, you know, that was the the, the, the the same case where Sotomayor from the bench was comparing uh, a child in utero to a brain dead person. Uh, which is unfair in both, which is kind of a non sequitur in both cases, but go on. <laughs> but I mean, she, I mean, she's, it's as if she's either rabid or lost her mind on the issue. She's uh, never she's, had much in the way of uh, intellectual candle power. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, anyways, it, it it's just, uh, it, you know, this kind of rhetoric, you know, uh, well, yeah, it bears no relation to reality, as Gorsuch no. said. <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of unreality. Well, well, depends on reality. Once again, courts and juries are uh, are the basically the, who are saving the day right now. And uh, it's it's nice to see justice for Jesse. Yes, <laughs> Jesse Smollett. A Chicago jury convicted Jesse Smollett in the fake hate crime hoax, which I called the dumbest hate crime hoax ever, folks. I, I, You're I, right. I, yeah, I, folks. Did now, you ever hear Dave Chappelle's uh, yeah, uh, oh analysis? Oh my! Oh Lord, yes. Oh God! Oh God! You know, he, it, said, it, it, he, he does the cop. He does the cop doing the interview, and is like, "You were going out walking at two in the morning, <laughs> okay? At twelve below, okay? Yeah. Where are you going? Subway. Subway. <laughs> uh, hey, wait, two men and <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maga hats. Yeah. You're saying, uh, Frank? <laughs> I know where Kanye West was last night. But the funniest line, and I can't repeat it uh, fully here, but, uh, uh, but, but the funniest line is, it, he says, wait, they supposedly, these MAGA hats, these white supremacists, these racists, uh, yeah, attacked right. Jesse Smollett and called him and said to him, ain't you that... Uh, uh, bad F, word. Yeah, bad word, bad word from the... He says, he says, that doesn't sound like something a white person says. That sounds like something I would say. It was, it was hilarious. But I, meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, the dumbest hate crime hoax ever. And, and, and oh, you've got to well, know me. that... that uh, nowadays, that the demand for hate crimes apparently exceeds the <laughs> supply, so that people are fabricating them all the time. But you, you have this, and this happens, by the way, and I've noticed this for years, that, that this tends to happen in the spring at college campuses. Every spring, there is this rash of fake hate crimes. Now, why does mm -hmm. it happen in the spring? Well, I'll tell you why it happens. Yeah. First of all, um, students, uh, freshmen, okay, <laughs> show up uh, unprepared for for the rigors of college, and they part. They they start flunking out, and they invent the uh, they stage hate crimes against themselves in an attempt 
to avert the consequences of their own failure. Okay, that's one thing that causes it. The other thing, and people haven't thought about this, is that in January, right, schools celebrate Martin Luther King Day, and then February mm -hmm. is Black History Month. So after, a, a, you know, basically six weeks of being told how oppressed they are, come mm -hmm. March, right, okay, as soon as the weather warms up, they they want to do something. They they feel this need to engage in activism, and that's and that's where you know. And you've had all variations of people uh, staging uh, fake uh, hate crimes against them. But this was so stupid. How could anybody believe that this this story of of Jesse Smollett, an actor most people had never heard of, by the way, I never, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, yeah, Me being assaulted by MAGA hat wearing white men in Chicago at two o'clock in the morning when the temperature was below freezing is what no, I it's wrote. It's twelve below. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was twelve I, below. Well, Nobody's out at that hour if they can help it. Right, right. Anyway, I, mean, I have no. I have relatives in Chicago. I've been in Chicago and, uh, and stuff like that. And you, you don't go out walking. Yeah, it's yeah. Chiberia. It's yeah. Chiberia. I had a guy tell me once that uh, to get under a warming lap, he once kicked a pigeon. He was ashamed of himself afterwards, but he still kicked that pigeon. <laughs> Anyways, but but his decision to go to trial it, it, in most cases. <sighs> like this, where guilt is so clear, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when there was, there was all kinds of evidence and testimony uh, showing that Jesse was guilty and, and, and the, mm -hmm. the whole story never made sense to begin with. And so, mm -hmm. so most cases like this should get a plea bargain, right? <laughs> uh, that, that he would uh, plead guilty to, you know, something like a, a Mopery with intent to lurk. He gets <laughs> yeah. 100 hours of con community right, service. Right, right, right. So apparently his decision to go to trial was he it was attempting jury nullification, mm. essentially getting the jury uh, to declare that they're not going to convict this guy. And that's the and that's the thing from Dave Chappelle's thing that he talked about. The black community supported uh, him. By not talking about it, <laughs> right? We supported right. him with our silence. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, but, well, no, anyway. the no, thing no, was, he, he insulted their intelligence. I mean, he kept in the end. Oh my lord, his lawyer cried in court. In court, and had to go. Uh, had to be have her mother there. I mean, the jury had to be sitting there going, "This is not happening." This yeah. is not I mean, happening. I mean, how did they keep their eyes uh, from rolling down the floors? <laughs> uh, they rolled their eyes so hard it hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, have you ever done that? It's actually quite funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I it, it's just like it, you know, and and um, and I have to say that um, that I think the reason you know, that, that he was convicted. I, I, I think the real thing is, is that, uh, you know, he had counted on some sort of sympathy from the jury and, and they were like, no, we don't feel sorry for you, Mr. Hollywood. You know? Right. So, I mean, it, it, you just made our lives harder here right, in our city. Right. It's like, it's like, by the way, uh, and we didn't even comment on it, but they convicted the guys in the death of, Ahmad Arbery yeah. down in yep. uh, 
down in Georgia and uh, at Brunswick, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, people were like, wow, a majority white jury, uh, you know, convicted <sighs> these guys and they were acting all shocked. It's like, it's like, this yeah. was embarrassing. Okay. The community was embarrassed uh, by what happened. Yeah, I'm surprised um, they didn't uh, try to get the trial moved out of town. Right, right, because it was, uh, it was, you know, this is the kind of attention a town like Brunswick, Georgia, does not need. Okay, nope, they, not at all. Know, well, at- uh, wait, not only that, but let's think this through. Where's the Federal Law Enforcement Training Academy? Brunswick, Let's see. Georgia. My brother went there. It's right down. It's right down the road from Brunswick. Wow, yeah. I didn't know. That. Yes, and so you know, this is a this is a Glencoe. It's in Glencoe. Yeah, it's in, sorry, uh, right. Uh, and and so you know, it's like uh, you know, this is the wrong part of this is you know it's the wrong part of georgia to be doing that sort of stuff yeah. anyway anyways but uh, and so i think there was this sense of embarrassment uh mm-hmm. about uh that the, jesse smollett's bringing this disgrace on chicago and so but anyways uh we have copies and i screen cap them just in case people start trying to delete <laughs> things of, of what uh, some prominent democrats had to say uh, in promoting this hoax, and this was uh, uh, January 30th, 2019. There is no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes said oh, Occasional Cortex. Alexandria yes. Ocasio Cortez. Joe Biden, meanwhile, <laughs> tweeted out what happened to Jesse Smollett's must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia <laughs> and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Said. Yeah, right. That, that's Joe Biden's Twitter account. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris said, Jesse Smollett is oh, one of God. the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. No one no. should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. <laughs> That's Kamala well, Harris. Well, in fact, the people Idiot. of Chicago did confront the kind of hate he was trying to stir up. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and I talked about it. It, it. What makes me angry about this kind of stuff is that it is sinful. Okay. Yes. It is bearing false witness, a violation of the ninth commandment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Okay. This is a sin. This is not merely a crime, okay? It is not merely something wrong. It is a sin that is offensive to God. Perjury is on the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. There, you, you don't. Know, you it's know, right up. It's right up there w- with murder. You know, it well, is one thing. It is one thing, right? Okay, that the thief being caught, okay, denies his crime. Okay, uh, you know, the 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 Big person accused, 
try to do that. But to try to get away with something by blaming others, okay, by by falsely uh, accusing others of crimes uh, is is is. Uh, it, it is simple. It's evil. It's wicked. It's and yes. it's at the very root of things like uh, trunch, Trump derangement syndrome. Yes, yes, yeah. It really it, is. And, 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 and well, and and you know, to be charitable, you might accuse somebody yeah. doing that of uh, instead of being evil, being crazy. But in the end, uh, the no. result. But in the end, the result to people outside that person, to other people, the result is the same. Right. Which is one of the reasons why crazy people are dangerous. Yes, mm. and our crazy person of the week, crazy people are dangerous. Psycho, torches, fox, Christmas tree in wow, Manhattan. Yeah. A 49-year-old Brooklyn man has been arrested for allegedly setting a huge Christmas tree outside the Fox News building in downtown Manhattan ablaze early Wednesday, causing a wild scene and endangering passersby. Craig Tama, Tamanaha, Craig Tamanaha, was taken into custody at the West 48th Street and 6th Avenue scene just after midnight and charged hours later with a bevy of crimes, including arson, reckless endangerment, criminal mischief, and trespassing. The, um, the fire caused an estimated $500,000 in property damage. Uh, uh, Fox News Media CEO Suzanne Scott blasted the incident as a malicious arson attack in a company-wide email. Uh, police say the fire didn't appear to be premeditated or politically motivated. Uh, Tamanaha is known to the police department and has a series of low-level out-of-state arrests possibly from cases stemming out of Texas and drug-related offenses. And uh, I, I quote uh, New York City um, Police Commissioner Dermot Shea um, mm -hmm. saying, it's probably a little preliminary to say what the motivation was. Was mental illness a factor? We're looking yeah. at all of that. Yeah, it was mental illness a factor. How many times have I told you folks, crazy people are dangerous? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it, you know, we're That's we're the turning, boogie woogie music, friend. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, turning loose uh, maniacs who, who, who uh, would like to kill us all. Burning <laughs> down a Christmas tree. That's crazy. <laughs> And they did, but but it just happened to be Fox News, not Rockefeller Center. Yes, yes, yes. Well, anyways, I do hear the boogie woogie piano in the background, which tells me uh, that we're coming to the end of the program. And so uh, I I need to tell you we'll be back here at seven o'clock next week, next Saturday night. But we are taking Christmas off. Yeah, we yeah, are. yeah. We're still yeah. a couple of weeks away from that. Yeah, but and but we'll be back. On New Year's. Yes, and, and so uh, for, for myself, for John, and of course, 
She's called Diane. For me, Diana. My name is Thank Diana. You. I, I just <laughs> went, I just went right there. It's my senior. Anyways, we're <laughs> out of here, folks, and see you next week. Thanks for stopping Good by, night. Diana. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>